With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Now those are some dirty birds. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are together in the air everywhere as we 
Pick up the gauntlet, coast-to-coast, border-to-border and beyond, on the vast and downright powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the chain, the supply chain of hot takes. We never run out all night long. There are no shortages of the hot take in the wee hours of the morning here The Fox Sports Radio studios at a secret location somewhere far, far away off the grid in the Northwoods. And so we have been given the blessing, the great mitzvah of another scandal. And every offseason, we need at least one scandal. Now, we have been given multiple scandals, multiple scandals here this year in the NFL. And our lead comes from the sports book, a place I like to hang out. Uh, we have an NFL gambling brouhaha developing. Holy Pete Rose, Batman! Uh, well, we we take you to Atlanta. That is where Calvin Ridley has some explaining to do. Now, if you didn't see this, and how could you have missed it if you like sports, you listen to a sports talk radio show, I, I would assume that you've heard this, but, but maybe not. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you the inside skinny here, and then we'll get into it. Uh, this is not just a sports story. No, no, no. This is a crisscross. Uh, this is crossed over to the dark side. And it's in the mainstream, not just our little sports world here. The NFL suspending Atlanta Falcon wideout Calvin Ridley. Here go! Uh, for one year. One year for gambling on NFL games during the 2021 season. This is the same Calvin Ridley that left the Atlanta Falcons claiming he had some uh, mental health issues he had to work out. And apparently he was solving those by betting parlays, uh, including Falcon games. Now, uh, Ridley was on the non-football injury list while all of this was taking place. And as you might imagine, this has set off alarm bells around the NFL. Uh, there was a prepared release from the NFL uh, attempting to... Uh, um, Paint the picture. This is not as bad as uh, some might be led to believe. The company that the NFL is in business with to check for any any irregularities uh, was the company that found that Calvin Ridley of the Falcons had been betting on these games. So let us discuss the question. NFL gambling scandal 2022. Falcon receiver Calvin Ridley suspended for next season. What do you make of it? What do you make of the punishment? So I've got dog food, brewski, and lip service. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make some wonderful, wonderful chicken soup is what we're going to make. It's nothing quite like a, a good bowl of chicken soup. So A, Calvin Ridley, let's get this out of the way, is the definition of a Mama Luke. Instead of the term Mama Luke, we should say a Calvin Ridley. What a blithering idiot. When you read the details here, you're like, nah, this has got to be satire. It's got to be like a sports talk buried type thing. Uh, it's, it's internet satire. But no, 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 it appears to be legit. It, it's all kosher. He, Calvin, let me tell you what this cat did. He left, or Falcon, he left a digital trail of breadcrumbs right back to the front door. It's kind of like the... The uh, cartoon where the fat kid eats all the chocolate chip cookies and the trail of cookie crumbs goes right back to the fat kid behind the, you know, the door there. That's Calvin Ridley. He didn't even attempt to hide what he was doing. Uh, you you got to be the dumbest guy in the NFL in terms of what you just did. 
You're telling me you could not have at least attempted to make these people work to find out you were betting on the NFL? You, you know, slip a manila envelope filled with dead presidents to a buddy and have them place the wager? No! No, 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 no! And uh, he, this guy was put on timeout November 5th. He left the Falcons to take care of himself. He then, according to the, the story, put bets down from November 23rd through November 28th. And they said there were less than 10 wagers that were made all in Florida, including the three, the five, and the eight-game parlay. And he bet uh, $1,500, allegedly. And uh, let me tell you something. Uh, I'd like you to, to take my class on how not to be a mark in the sports book. And Calvin Ridley is doing everything you're not supposed to do. You bet one game or you bet three games or five games. You do individual bets. You don't do parlays. That's a sucker's bet. And so he is, appropriately enough, a sucker, Calvin Ridley. He ends up losing, assuming this sticks, he'll lose over 11 million smackaroos in salary because he decided to try to hit a three, five, and eight game parlay. And the story, again, is that he did bet on the Falcons. This is apparently a big deal for many people that Calvin Ridley bet on the Falcons, but never against the Falcons. Of course, I learned from the Pete Rose story years ago, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Only idiots think that that's important, that he bet on the Falcons and not the other team. The Pete Rose story was eye-opening. That was a long time ago, but I learned in that story that Pete bet on the Reds only. He never bet against the Reds, but the days that he didn't bet on the Reds were, let's just say warning signals to the people that were monitoring what Pete was doing that, hey, he doesn't think the Cincinnati Reds are going to win that day, so maybe we should bet against the Cincinnati Reds because Pete's not betting on them. He wasn't as confident those days. So it's, it's, it's irrelevant. I guess it's interesting, but it's irrelevant as far as, well, that makes it all better now for Calvin Ridley because he only bet on the Atlanta Falcons. So what is his defense going to be? What would, if you were representing Calvin Ridley, what would your defense be? Okay, so a lot of whataboutism, this is what I've seen, a lot of whataboutism, like, what about Dan Snyder? He's a pervert. What about Deshaun Watson? He's a perv. How about Stephen Ross, that creepy old guy in Miami? What about this? What about that? What about it? I've also heard this is completely harmless, uh, that Calvin Ridley was merely trying to eat his own dog food. That, that's an old term for companies who believe that employees need to use their own product uh, and or services there. Good luck uh, with that. There's also, well, he was away from the team, so therefore he wasn't actually part of the Falcons. He had left the team. He was on this Fugazi list, so therefore he was allowed to do whatever he wanted. He wasn't under the umbrella of the NFL. Uh, but none of it's going to work. Everyone knows the rules. Everyone knows the rules. In this case, what's good for the NFL goose is not good for the gander. And the NFL, just like these other sports leagues, they're all the same. They're all the same. They have, uh, they have an open palm, and uh, they take money with their left hand. They've got their palm out. They take the money from the gambling companies. I, I support gambling. I have no problem with that. But with their right hand, they then hold a ruler to slap the knuckleheads, uh, and, and really the knuckles of the knuckleheads, uh, any players that dare cross that line. So it's a, it's a special situation, special level, if you will. Now, part B of this, it has only been a few hours since we have been given this story, and already 
We have multiple Calvin Ridley conspiracy theories that are running rampant. Some of them more believable, others of them completely outrageous. But if you take a few steps back and you examine the conspiracies that are out there, some of them actually are completely plausible. For example, is it true that Calvin Ridley was using mental health as a smokescreen when he stepped away from the Falcons? Was it all just a ruse? And he knew that the media would accept that, no questions asked, but he had a gambling problem, and that was really what was going on here. And that's why he stepped away. That's one of the theories going around. Uh, Are these separate issues, or are they one and the same? And certainly Calvin Ridley, if you go back and read those stories, it happened right around Halloween of 2021. If you, you look at the scoreboard, his scoreboard filled up with clout points. The media celebrated Calvin Ridley, the establishment media, for his willingness to step away and be vulnerable from football and focus on mental well-being. And uh, I had no idea your mental health could be treated by betting parlays. I had no idea. Makes you wonder. Are we in a bizarre world situation? Is up, down, right, left, good, bad, wrong, right? Inquiring minds would like to know. Another theory bouncing around the echo chamber is that we are getting a version of the story, but we're not getting the whole story, a watered-down, brewski version of events, that Ridley's gambling wounds were much deeper, that we are getting a diluted presentation, that the NFL wants you to believe that the activity took place for five days, for five days in late November, around Halloween, while Ridley was not with the Falcons, he was away from the team, non-football illness list and all that. And if you believe hook, line, and sinker, everything the NFL feeds, and you think they would never lie, why would the NFL lie? Uh, that you know, nothing indicated that Ridley's teammates and coaches were aware that he was gambling. And they said that a thorough investigation uncovered no evidence indicating any insider information was used in any game. So nothing was compromised. The integrity of the game was not compromised. Uh, yeah, okay. Let me rephrase that. Whoever wrote that thinks you're a moron, and they believe that they can put anything out there, and you will believe it. Uh, the people who are most worried about integrity are not the NFL. They're not. That would be the gambling houses. They have the most to lose on this little equation, this little dance of gambling. And all they care about is they want half the money or as close to half the money on each side of the wagers because that's the liability. If you get it too top-heavy on one side, you have a problem. Any kind of discrepancies that pop up, then they say, wait a minute, we're liable to pay out if that game goes the way the majority of people are betting, and then it's uh, man your battle stations at that particular point. All right, last word here. So while Calvin Ridley is away For the next year, barring some kind of miracle about face, will Ridley ever play again in the NFL? There are some saying he's done, that this is it, the guy will never be back in an NFL uniform again. I am setting the odds that he does play again at minus 300. So that implies that Calvin Ridley, whether it's with Atlanta or somewhere else, most likely somewhere else, a 75% chance that when we are having this conversation, in 2023, that he is going to be back in the NFL. He's eligible to apply for reinstatement February 13th 
2023. That according to the propaganda the league sent out. So unless something else gets released, some kind of really scandalous deal where he's hanging out with like mob bosses or something like that, outside of that, we would be surprised if Ridley does not come back, uh, that he will be back. Uh, and the reason he will be back is because he has proven he can perform in the NFL. He was a productive number two or number three receiver, depending how you look at things in Atlanta over the last few years. And he's got the pedigree from Alabama. wonder how Nick Saban feels about this. And he has shown he can produce at a high level. Now, keep in mind, I guarantee you there's going to be some lip service that he's not going to come back, and this is it, bad for business, dum-da-dum-dum-dum, all of that. And, and certainly he is, he's got to wear the, the shame bell. Got to wear the shame bell, blah, 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 blah. But the mantra of the NFL, the one that trumps everything else, is that executives never give up on talent. Teams will overlook pretty much anything for a good player. And that Calvin Ridley is going to get suspended for a year here, and many people have pointed out that you can commit violent crimes, you can commit crimes against women, and you will not get punished for that long. That this is, this is a much more important deal for the NFL. There's always that Father Flanagan of coaches who will welcome Calvin Ridley back with open arms. So he'll be back, assuming he, he keeps his nose clean here and that nothing else shocking, no other shocking revelation uh, comes out here in the near future. But there's much more on this story. We have just scratched the surface on this story. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Chucky's Revenge. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are together in the air everywhere as we enjoy a road pizza. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and rightfully powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the wagon as we climb on the bandwagoner, the Fox Sports Radio studios at a secret location somewhere in the Northwoods. We are back together again this hour and another hour, another drama-rama. Last hour, we focused on the gambling scandal involving Calvin Ridley, formerly of the Falcons, currently in timeout from the NFL. But our lead does come from the courtroom this hour. The NFL is juggling three legal stories. You've got Deshaun Watson who famously unwrapped his bratwurst and got in trouble for that, facing 22 lawsuits from angry women, uh, civil lawsuits, the possibility of criminal charges coming out of that. There's an open and ongoing criminal investigation into Deshaun Watson. And you have Brian Flores, who's employed by the Steelers. He's getting an NFL check and suing the NFL for being racist while working for the NFL. You also have the curious case of John Gruden, who has lawyered up, and he is looking to take some of the Shields money out of their coffers. So we have some new developments on the John Gruden story in particular. So if you, if you have not heard, uh, may, maybe not, maybe you've been busy doing other stuff, uh, the former Las Vegas Raiders head coach John Gruden 
has issued some pay, some uh, statements in court filings saying it is unconscionable that the NFL wants to move the lawsuit he filed against the league and Roger Goodell to arbitration. Now, Gruden was forced to resign very famously back in October of last year. Boy, October was a big month. What a We didn't even realize it at the time. That was a big month in the NFL because you think about it, you had Calvin Ridley in, the, in late October betting on NFL games. You had the John Gruden, you know what, hitting the fan. So that was like a big deal. That was like a big month, the month of October. Who knew? Uh, we didn't know at the time, but John Gruden was forced to resign. He hit the trifecta for the wokesters. Uh, racist, misogynistic, and anti-gay language in emails that were sent to some of them a decade earlier. A decade earlier, but that was enough to sink his battleship. Gruden also said the NFL appeared quite foolish in the latest legal filings. The former NFL coach and Monday Night Football broadcaster said that the NFL was quite foolish to use claims of racism against him now that the league is facing a lawsuit from Brian Flores. The aforementioned Brian Flores there for uh, racist practices, racist hiring practices. Uh, the prepared legal statement said, quote, these statements were nothing more than hollow corporate speak when made on January 19, 2022, Gruden uh, argued in the court filings. He said, continues, uh, but they, they appear quite foolish now, they being the NFL, after the torrent of revelations against the NFL and Goodell. And that have recently come to light. Now, both of these oppositions were submitted in Clark County District Court in Sin City, where Gruden just sold his home. He just moved out of Vegas. I don't know where he's living now. I assume back in Florida. But aside from the the that the one that we mentioned here, uh, the, the other against the NFL's motion to move the case to arbitration. Right? They said, no, no, we don't want that. We don't want that. And uh, there was also the opposition uh, to dismiss the lawsuit, which the NFL is trying to get thrown out altogether. So Gruden accusing the NFL and Roger Goodell of leaking the emails despite their denials. Gruden's like, well, they did it. I know they did it. They did it. So let us discuss the question. John Gruden, that's a big word he used, unconscionable, right? Now that, he said that is unconscionable that the NFL is attempting to move the lawsuit to arbitration. What are the chances that Gruden wins? So I will open up the Maller Sportsbook. No parlays, only single bets accepted. So the odds on this, plus 600 in, in John Gruden's case, plus 600. That gives Gruden only a 15% chance of succeeding. Now, I'm pulling for John Gruden, but I don't think this is going to go his way. So I'm giving him a 15% chance. I've got Barracuda, Kindergarten, and Dungeons and Dragons, and we will lock all of these things together. And are we going to take the high road or the low road? We'll buckle up. Let's find out. So number one, number one. Uh, John Gruden is the most dangerous man in the NFL. He can make enough noise that he will give heartburn and ulcers to the league offs. Now, I would have said Brian Flores is the most dangerous man to the NFL, but he's getting a check from the NFL, so he's still under the pay structure of the, the National Football League. John Gruden's not. And so if you ask the question, why is he so dangerous? He has already been canceled. 
Right? The, the polite society has said, no, we don't want you part of our, our group. Now, as a result, uh, he, he's got nothing to lose. John Gruden will never be invited back to the good graces of the NFL. It's not going to happen. Knock on wood if you're with me on that. Uh, so now he is a miscreant. He is the devil incarnate, human scum. And having been around the NFL world, he's seen a thing or two. He knows a thing or two. He's been around the block a couple of times. He knows the lay of the land. He is aware where all of the skeletons are located. He knows where the bodies are buried. So John Gruden, to the higher-ups at the NFL, is as fearsome, like a barracuda. He's lethal, like a giant anaconda. Uh, and and he hit the, the hit the button right there. Hit the button if he wants, and then we'll have the complete fireworks show. Compliments of a Gruden, and he he's he wants to go down that road. We can go down that road. They've already dispatched him to the Gulag in Siberia, so that is where he's at right now. Now, second, uh, while that I'll go back to that word, unconscionable. Now that word is a twenty point word in Scrabble. It's a twenty point word in Scrabble. It's got a bigger meaning in this context than just 20 points in Scrabble. The word unconscionable is a bedrock legal argument. And this is where I get to pretend I'm a lawyer. I can play one on the radio with limited legal knowledge based on years and years of amateur law practice. So as I understand it, this is a legal argument, unconscionable. Gruden's case, the entire foundation of this situation is dependent on that word mattering. So I'm going to explain this to you like you are in kindergarten. Unconscionable is a legal argument. It is used in contract law. And in this case, it describes terms that are so extremely unjust, so overwhelmingly one-sided, like in favor in this case of the NFL, that in the eyes of the court, the eyes of the court, they look at this, they hear that word, they look at the evidence here, and, uh, and they say that they, these, these things that have been placed in the contract are contrary to good conscience. Uh, typically, an unconscionable contract is held to be enforceable, unenforceable, because there's no reasonable, informed human being who would otherwise agree to the contract. So you've, you violated the contract by putting language in there that is just no reasonable person would agree to. And so Gruden was not an NFL employee at the time he sent off these emails. He did send them to an employee of the NFL, but he and he himself were not part of the NFL. He was working for a small fledgling cable channel based in the woods of Bristol, Connecticut, and that's who he was working for. And so, not an NFL employee. He also claims that he was never provided a copy, Gruden, of the version of the NFL Constitution and bylaws, and that's important as well. He's arguing that the arbitration provision in the contract with the, was with the Raiders and was not, not with the NFL. So he's going bat crap crazy right now, and he's saying, listen, I had a deal with the Raiders, not the NFL. Now, the the reason I'm going very low that Gruden's got a chance to win this, and I said 15% chance, is because the court's going to say, come on, you've been around the NFL. What do you think? We're idiots? You think we're idiots? Uh, we, we think we're, uh, we're a bunch of jokesters over here, a bunch of jabronis? 
Uh, you've been around the NFL, John. You know that the, the Raiders are part of the cartel of football. So don't hold your breath, right? The Raiders, it's kind of like if you open up a McDonald's franchise and you get into some kind of disagreement with the owner of the franchise and you say, well, I'm only employed by that McDonald's. I'm not under the corporate umbrella of Mickey D's. And that wouldn't fly either. All right, final point. So I want to go back to some words that Brent Musburger, you're looking live. You're listening live. Uh, Brent Musburger, iconic voice of my youth, who turned down an opportunity to be on the Fifth Hour Podcast. Did you know that? Try to get Musburger, wouldn't do it. What a douche. Anyway, Brent Musburger said of uh, John Gruden's banishment from football, he said it was a, quote, professional hit job by a paid assassin. The NFL didn't go to the, the, the usual, this is Gruden's term, the usual media goombas. Uh, that's what uh, Musburger said, rather, about Gruden. And if you remember, the story was leaked by useful idiots at the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, not normally NFL insiders. They usually go with the, the, the normal suspects. Uh, Adam Schefter will break a story, although they'll give it to Jay Glazer or you know, the, the the people that work for state-sponsored NFL media. Those are the people that will get the story. But in this case, they went to the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And so now John Gruden is at the mercy of the court when it comes to how they will interpret the contract law and that magical, mystical word that is worth 20 points in Scrabble, uh, 20 points in Scrabble, but worth a lot more to John Gruden, unconscionable. And it's really up to how the court sees that word in this particular case. And if you're looking for the NFL's silver bullet, if you will, it is the arbitration process. And for all of the wealth and the riches of Solomon that the NFL has acquired over the years, every single contract, every single one has offset language in there written by the top lawyers in Manhattan that puts in clauses for disagreements being decided by arbitration. It is the silver bullet. The NFL's legal team has put that minutia in everything. It is a real-life Dungeons & Dragons cloak of protection. And most of the time, most of the time this doesn't matter and we forget about it. And it's it's kind of like uh, when you buy a house or a car or something expensive and they hand you a stack and it's like a, like an old phone book when people used to use phone books. And they just hand you page after page, and you have to initial, and you have to sign. A lot of it's now done on the internet, DocuSign, but it's endless amounts. And nobody reads it. Hell, when you buy a, a phone, like a high-end smartphone, they, they, you have to sign all these things away. You don't actually read the fine print. Well, the NFL puts in all of that fine print. They make sure to put the language in there that says, if there's any kind of disagreement, if you end up at loggerheads, we're going to arbitration. And so it's up to the court to say, well, wait a minute, John Gruden was not an NFL employee, so this is an exception to the rule. It's an exception to the rule. But the deck is stacked against Gruden no matter what. Right? And that the only way he can get out of it is to say because he's not part of the NFL at that time. And that there's the other thing he's got here is selective enforcement. And uh, y you would have to be the, the, the bozo in the back of the room there the uh, the person that's you know, trying to count to two and you spotted them the one and they can't get that other thing to get to two there, if you think that this is the only set of emails, that was nasty because uh, this is selective enforcement. 
And that's the other weapon Gruden has. Gruden knows if this just merely goes to court, he's going to get a check. Goes to arbitration, probably not going to get that much, maybe nothing. But if it goes to court, the threat of having to expose all those other emails, the treasure chest of emails from the Washington Redskins investigation, uh, they would have to release all of them, at least more of them. That would be bad PR for the NFL because you can bet your bottom dollar that there are so many raunchy, salacious, X-rated, uh, against a uh, woke society emails that were going back and forth between owners, GMs, coaches, you name it. As our former president used to say back in the day, locker room talk. There's a lot of locker room talk. Publicly, uh, my experience being around football people is that publicly they will have a very uh, polite demeanor, a respectful demeanor, and then uh, behind closed doors uh, they will uh, speak like meatheads. Uh, that's usually how that goes. And when you speak like a meathead, you use things that, that people that are triggered by certain words do not uh, do not enjoy. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever get your podcast from here we go it's maller how about that to the third degree this is when big ben gets grilled new york jets head coach uh, robert sala decided not to attend the scouting combine and neither did any of his coordinators he's apparently receiving some criticism around the league for that with it being said that it's quote not a good look or a smart move Ben Sala not attending the Combine. Something or nothing? It's nothing. Belichick doesn't do this. The Rams don't send guys. It is a fitness contest. It's not about football. It's more Mr. Universe than anything else. You're never going to run 40 yards in your tights during an NFL game. They have these things called helmets and pads. And it's one of those stories. If you want to bury Robert Sala, you'll bury him for this. And if you want to prop him up, you say, listen, he's not worried about this. The Jets have been going to the Combine for how many years? And they've drafted uh, terrible players, it seems, most of the time. Next! Uh, It's being reported that two NFC teams have strong interest in Deshaun Watson. Those two teams are the Carolina Panthers and the Washington Commanders. Now, Ben, assuming that Watson's legal troubles get worked out, which do you think is the better landing spot for him? I think he left his heart in Carolina. He knows some good massage therapists in Carolina. Uh, He went to uh, Clemson. Obviously, that's the next state over, but that's not far away. The NFC South is wide open. Brady's gone. Breeze is gone. Matt Ryan should retire. There's no major roadblocks. The NFC East isn't great either, but you've got Dan Snyder. That's a problem. Next. Uh, Last season, Julius Randle was an all-NBA player and helped lead the Knicks to their first playoffs in nearly a decade. Uh, this year, not so much. Ben, what do you think? Uh, what do you attribute to Randall's decline? Well, he had a breakout game on Monday night against Sacramento. I think he had like 46 points in that game. Uh, not that I was watching, unless I was. But there's been a cacophony of issues. 
Big word. Big word. Cacophony of issues for Julius Randle. And he struggled. Then the fans turned on him. Then the media turned on him. Then he turned on the media. And once you turn on all those people in New York, they never forget. They never forget. He's got to go somewhere else. How did we do, Coop? You pass this edition. That is, that's a cacophony of a win. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It is going to be Maller's Mountain of Money. And we welcome in our contestants for today's edition. We have... Let's see here. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. We have Double O Mexican in San Diego. Hello, Double O Mexican. What's going on, Ben? Welcome in. You ready to play the game? Yes? Let's do it. All right. Uh, Double O's a regular. What kind of work do you, Double O Mexican? Because sometimes you work during the day, but usually you're at night. Uh, I do event security. Uh, so you're a security guy, keeping keeping the people uh, property protected. All right, hold on a sec, Double O Mexican. We got Trucker Joe on the highways and byways of North America. Hello, Trucker Joe. Hey, what's up there, Ben? What's going on? Where are you at right now, Joe? Uh, almost in Toledo. Beautiful Toledo. My hometown. That's a, that's Chris's. Uh, there's a sign, Welcome to Toledo. This is where Chris uh, grew up. Who? Right yeah. That's right. Yeah, and now he became a Lion fan, lives in L.A., so we've disowned him. But uh, anyway, uh, all right, uh, Trucker Joe, hold on a second. Uh, uh, Double O Mexican, who do you want to partner up with, Double O Mexican? Eddie Garcia, of course. All right, Trucker Joe, who do you want to partner up with? <clears throat> we got to go with the classic match, so I'll go with uh, you there, Ben. All right, very good. What are the categories? Coop, quickly, please. Uh, all right, uh, this is the Oscar Isaac edition of Mallard's Mountain of Money. Turns 43 years old today. The categories are All About the Benjamins, Sucker Punch, 10 Years, and The Force Awakens. Double uh, O Mexican, you were on first. Which category would you like? Uh, let's go with The Force Awakens. All right. And Trucker Joe, how about you? Go with Trucker Punch. All right. Uh, that's a good category. All right, very good. We will have Maller's Mind of Money in its entirety. <laughs> we're going to get to that. We'll do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Now, <laughs> Maller's Mountain of Money. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. And we play the game. This portion of the Ben Maller Show made possible by Discover Card. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, Eddie, I believe you are up first. Is that correct, Coop? Eddie and Double O Mexican? That is correct. All right. And the Force Awakens, I believe, is the category. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right, uh, Eddie, we'll put 45 seconds on the clock. And uh, these athletes all won Comeback Player of the Year. You ready? I'm ready. Right, Double O Mexican, your... are you ready? Hold on there, Chris. Go. All right, here we go. You're on your way. Go. go. Uh, current quarterback of the Bengals. Go, Burrow. Uh, scrambling quarterback for the Falcons. He went to prison for dogfighting. Michael Vick. Uh, one of the greatest uh, outfielders in in baseball in his time. He's a Hall of Famer with the Mariners. He played with his dad when he was with the Mariners. Hey, Jr. Yes. Um, he was an XFL quarterback from UCLA. He was with the Steelers, and then he got hurt, and he was replaced by Ben Roethlisberger and, and really didn't Tommy play. Tommy Maddox. That's right. Uh, all right. This pitcher, his first name is like a rock face from a, cl- uh, from a mountain oh. or something. Uh, he's Ooh. a major league pitcher. Ah. Okay. 
Uh, number four was retired by the Utah Jazz. He played in the 70s and 80s. Uh, great mm. scorer. Oh, no. okay. Did not get what are you ooing and awing for? There was nothing illegal well, that he, he just did. I, 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 I almost said, almost oh, said it. Oh, they weren't paying attention. He almost said the man's name. Good job on the Tommy Maddox, though. Uh, that's 140 points. So you didn't get Cliff Lee. Cliff Gordon was brutal. Cliff yeah. Lee and Adrian Dantley were the two we're All trying right, to Let's get. go. Here we go. Let's show my stunt, Trucker Moving Joe. over to Ben and Trucker Joe. You guys picked Sucker Punch. Uh, these athletes have all delivered a well-known punch. 45 seconds on the clock. Begin. All right. Bengals running back right now. Right now. Yes. Uh, he was uh, the star of the Malice at the Palace for the Pacers. Yes. Uh, running back for the Ravens. He punched a woman in an elevator. His, uh, his uh, lady friend. Ray Rice. Yes. Uh, running back. Uh, played at Oregon. Punched a Boise State player. Yes. Uh, nickname uh, Peanut. Defensive back for the Chicago Bears. Charles Tillman. Peanut. Yes. Uh, second baseman for the Rangers. He punched. Jose Batista of the Blue Jays, famous punch. Oh damn! Um, All right, I know he's gonna uh, pass. All right, nineteen seventies NBA punch. Uh, oh, this guy, Rodor, 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 something like that. All right, and this guy, nineteen seventies punch, Rudy Tomjanovich almost killed him in the nineteen seventies. Oh, I don't know. All right. I don't think huh? he gets. I don't think he gets that one. Ah, uh, uh, he got it. No, he got it. No, he didn't. Nobody knows how to say that guy's name. Come on, give it to him. Dare you? Uh. It's 160 points, so you guys have the lead. We have the lead? No, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. You do have the lead. Oh, see, I know what you, you want Eddie to win, so you think Eddie's going to have more time, and I won't have any time. I know how you're doing this. What? No, you're you would have had the lead regardless of whether I gave you those oh. points. All right, hurry up. Let's go. All right. Hurry up. Chop, du- chop. Double O Mexican and Eddie, uh, or Double O Mexican, would you like All About the Benjamins or 10 Years? All About the Benjamins. Yeah, that's right. You like me. You want All About the Benjamins. <laughs> <laughs> these players all you're cheating. These players all have something in common with Ben Maller. What? Forty-five seconds on the clock. Begin. Uh, former quarterback of the Steelers just retired. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, fear the fro for the Detroit Pistons. Ben Wallace. Uh, the former 76er. He just got traded to the Nets. Uh, he sucks in the postseason. Yes. Uh, these were the three brothers uh, that were in the Major League Baseball. Uh, Yaler Molina, Benji uh, Molina. Yes, um, this guy won a title at U- UConn. He played for the Bulls and the Pistons. Uh, his last name is Flash. Um, Gordon. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the host of the show's name is what? Uh, oh, my. Ben Gordon. Ben yes, Gordon. yes. Yes, a oh former tight God. end with the Patriots wow. out of Georgia. Wow. Um, Big coach. Oh, big coach. no. Good, no, good, good try, though. Good try. Boy, I got Big Coach. Well, no, he gave you the first. The whole it's, category is a Ben category. It's not Ben Coach. It's All right, hurry ben up. Watson. How many do we need, Coop? How many do we need? I need 80 points. All right. Are you ready, Trucker Joe? Absolutely. All right. Uh, here we go. 45 seconds on the clock here. These athletes uh, just finished uh, the 10 years, 10 years in the pro. All right. Uh, relief pitcher for the Dodgers. He was trolling the Houston Astros last year. And he threw at him over the last couple years. White guy, relief pitcher for the Dodgers. Uh, I'm going to say Bauer, but that's wrong. Next. No. I win! Oh, you win! Oh, that was yeah. for the win, Joe! You didn't get it right, Joe! Joe Kelly! The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke. No spit and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95.
Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening.